Welcome to Inspiring Salon Professionals, the podcast that allows every therapist, nail tech and stylist to level up, build their career and reach for their dreams. Each episode we'll be looking at a different area of the industry and along the way I'll be chatting with salon owners, industry leaders and experts who'll be sharing their stories on how they achieved their goals, made their successes, all to inspire you in your business and career. I'm Sue Davies, your host, award-winning salon owner and industry professional. Welcome to Inspiring Salon Professionals. Hi and welcome to this week's episode of Inspiring Salon Professionals. And this week we're going to be talking about a really, really difficult subject and that is modern slavery. I did a piece on this for Scratch Magazine um, in my FMP role recently and it's something that I've been quite passionate about for a number of years because I've always worked in an area where there has been a high volume of non-standard salons and it's something that I feel as an industry we need to highlight. I think it's something we need to recognise and I think it's something we need to not be afraid to report because we're probably the people that can see the difference most. The public don't always see it, the authorities don't always see it, but we know what our standard is and we know when there's something that may not be right. So I'm just gonna go through a little bit of the facts and figures about what it is all about and how you can report it anonymously and confidentially so that no one knows it came from you. It isn't something that's a tittle-tattle thing. You know, these, a lot of the people that are working in these businesses and salons are trafficked people. They trafficked young women who have been brought here under false pretenses and are probably really missing their families and wondering how on earth they got themselves into the situation they're in. And if it was any of our kids, we'd want someone to report it. And so I think that I just want to kind of cover this in the podcast because I think it's really, really important. And I think that if we can do something as an industry to maybe just highlight it and just have an open conversation with our clients about what some of the um, alternative businesses out there do. And it doesn't have to be done in a, in a racist way. It doesn't have to be done in a discriminatory way. It just has to be done in a very open and honest way. And that way, people get the right information. And we need to look at the terminology that we use around these places and how we work as professionals within our part of the industry. So what is modern slavery? And why do we as professionals need to be aware of what makes a nail bar or a beauty business a concern? Do you actually understand the real picture behind what a local non-standard or discount nail bar on your high street may be? Not all non-standard venues are dealing in human trafficking and slavery, that is a given, but there are many that are, and some are just different to how you work, and non-standard salons can be owned and managed by any ethnic group or nationality. It just means that you are not working to the industry standards and following the national occupational standards. There could be a big difference between a salon that isn't operating to standard and somewhere that human trafficking and modern slavery is taking place. And we need to consider that they may be two very, very different kettles of fish. We need to understand that a nail bar beauty salon operating as part of a criminal network, because that's what it is, is not part of our professional industry. They are not our competition and we should never view them as that. 
They are criminal. They are exploitive. They're about making money in a very, very different way to how the rest of the industry wants to make money and make profit. They are only seeking clients who are blind to their methods. This is about far more than the use of questionable professional practices and products like using MMA. This is about mainly young women being shipped around the world to be enslaved at a nail desk or behind a beauty couch, as they often now are expanding into beauty treatments too. So firstly, let's look at the definition of modern slavery. The Metropolitan Police state that modern slavery is the illegal exploitation of people for personal or commercial gain. It covers a wide range of abuse and exploitation, including sexual exploitation, domestic servitude, forced labour, criminal exploitation and organ harvesting. Victims of modern slavery can be any age, gender, nationality and ethnicity. They are tricked or threatened into work and may feel unable to leave or report the crime through fear of intimidation and may not even realise they're a victim. The definition varies slightly between the UK's four nations but is fundamentally similar. It's a broad scope that the police give and if we hone it down to what we see regularly within the Nala Beauty industry, it is often young women of Vietnamese um, nationality that enter the UK through human trafficking networks under the misconception that they will be given money and be able to send that back to their families. And I think this is the tragedy, is that these girls, um, and sometimes young men too, but mainly it is females that end up in our industry as trafficked individuals. And they really firmly believe that they're doing something to help their families, who quite often come from rural backgrounds. And, you know, this has been evidenced in documentaries and um, and through the information from the Home Office as well. Evidence from the National Crime Agency shows that this isn't always the case. And in some circumstances, these young women are held under coercive control with threats of violence by gang masters who put them to work in high street nail bars, where they're trained up by their colleagues who've been there longer and learnt their skills the same way. And this is quite often why you see the, um, the workers being moved around between clients and the girls would be moved around and like they'd be learning to file or they'd be learning to apply acrylic or they'd be learning to paint polish or whatever it may be. There was a BBC documentary a few years ago called The Prosecutors and they showed several prosecutions of Vietnamese nationals um, under the Modern Slavery Act from 2015. They took these girls around the country, they moved them every time the girls were at risk of being discovered um, or any threats to their environment should we say they were moved and they had a, a, a network running from Birmingham down to the south coast where they would have different salons that these girls would all get moved through to they quite often live in really overcrowded accommodation and it may just be the house next door to you you know they don't find horrendous places for these people to be housed sometimes they can be living in your standard three-bed semi that could be down your road but due to the overcrowding there can be fire risks and and often it's these first responders that if there's a, a fire or there's an accident or anything like that, it's the first responders that are the ones that may bring an immigration in. Because when they find people overcrowded with English that is very, very poor, they're usually not great circumstances around that kind of situation. In the first three months of 2022... There were 3,777 potential victims of modern slavery reported in the UK. And that was an all-time high, which is, considering we've just been through a pandemic, is madness. 
Um, and that isn't just in the, obviously in our industry, that goes across the whole of the UK. Um, not all of these people were Vietnamese, obviously, and not all of them are working in nail bars. And it does represent multiple countries, including UK citizens also being used by county lines gangs because that also comes in with human trafficking because those young people are moved against their will um, through fear of intimidation and through coercement. Until last year, um, Vietnamese victims had been in the top three in the information supplied by the National Crime Agency. These figures are all available online and I'm going to put the links into um, the show notes. So if you want to go and do your own little bit of research, you can. Um, I have looked into this really quite heavily. So all of the figures and the facts that I'm giving you are all direct from national government body websites or from the charity Unseen. In recent data, Vietnamese claimed nationals are now fourth on the UK list. And in less recent data, um, in 2019, a total of 484 Vietnamese claimed nationals were treated as trafficked modern slaves, many of whom had been found in nail bars and had been reported by public agencies or via the National Referral Mechanism, the NRM as it's called. The NRM is a framework that's there to identify victims of human trafficking and of modern slavery, which ensures that they receive the appropriate support. Evidence that the National Crime Agency have given supports what we tend to know anecdotally in industry, and that is that some high street nail bars are not what they seem. And I do hasten to add, this is not a generalisation of our Vietnamese nail community, as more often than not, they, like the rest of the industry, are amazing professionals giving great service legitimately and with appropriate qualifications, insurances and business responsibilities all being upheld. However, the reality for our industry is that there is an international network of gang masters targeting young, often Vietnamese females and running human trafficking and bringing modern slavery into our industry under our noses. And that really is just, it's just so awful. And it's been going on for probably over a couple of decades. And and we all just kind of turn a blind eye to it, which is just not that helpful, especially to these young women. Some of the other areas supported by these kind of illegal activities are places like the hand car washing um, centres that you see, sex workers, county lines, drug rings and domestic servitude. Each of the different kinds of modern slavery and human trafficking seem to target quite specific sets of um, nationals or ethnic backgrounds and that kind of thing. It's a really odd thing because they seem to get targeted for being a particular type of person that they will be then moved into that area of being trafficked. And it's it's a very, very peculiar thing. And if you see like the county lines, you know, quite often that's just like young, vulnerable um, boys and girls from a British background, of any kind of British background, um, because they come from local council estates or um, from difficult families where they're, they're vulnerable and they're open to being manipulated. It is really, really difficult talking about these realities and I really appreciate that it might be something you don't want to hear, it might be something you don't want to do anything about, but it's a conversation as an industry we probably should be having more of. Um, So if you have a local now and beauty place near you that's operating under the signs I'm going to give you in a moment, they you need to remember they aren't your competition. Those girls that work in there are not 
regular therapists or technicians or professionals of whatever kind you are they do not come from the same mindset they don't come from the same desire to provide that service they're doing what they do because they have no choice Um, and when we look at them as competition and try and beat their prices their prices are something completely separate to anything that we will ever ever need to include into our pricing structures so you have to remember that trying to beat their prices is only ever going to damage your business they are not your competition and as I say their prices are based on very very different business model to what yours will be and so trying to compete with them will do you no favors at all and just it is and it just is a competition to the bottom you can't win on price against these kinds of places because they're not doing it they're not doing it for the money in the same way that you are they're doing it for the money for a whole different different pots of money that you are so what can we do as an industry we can learn to recognize the signs and we also we can give a bit of respect to these young women you know not misrepresent who they are and what they do we can use the right language and not make sweeping statements about the often wrong ethnicity of salon owners and their workers. And I'm sure we all know um, how our clients may refer to these salons and how some of the industry refer to these salons. And I'm not even going to go there because I think it's offensive. Um, but we need to recognise that these salons where this kind of stuff goes on are not standard. They aren't professional. They are operating under the radar we need to provide our clients and other people around us friends and family with the right information and sharing the signs to look for and if you see the signs you can report it you can report it on um, the modernslaveryhelpline.org and you can go to um, the unseen charity website and on there you can find links where you can report and you can do that confidentially and anonymously no one will ever need to know who you are that's saying it but unless we start making a stand and unless you know we're probably in the best position to highlight these situations and so yes it's a brave thing to report but if you and especially if you walk past that salon and you keep thinking oh my god those poor girls oh my god those poor people do something about it because their mum and dad might be really missing them and they might be missing their mum and dad or their sister or their brother and maybe even their child. You just, you know, these these young women mainly, as I say, it is mainly female. Um, but even, you know, the, the guys that work in there, you know, who knows what their background is? And, um, and when you're being manipulated and coerced into a situation that you don't understand... Um, that must be really frightening for people. Anyway, a few of the signs to look for, and I'm going to give you this list. Don't use this as a, like, pick one thing from the list and think they must be operating human trafficking and modern slavery, because that isn't the case. Um, And some of you may find you fall into some of these brackets too with a couple of it. Hopefully you don't fall into many of them. But there's going to be a couple that I'm going to mention that, you know, that maybe you still operate that way because it's a little bit old, you know, maybe old-fashioned and you haven't quite got up with technology or whatever yet but there's a few things and I'd say you want to be looking for probably at least half if not three quarters of these before you even consider making any report but look for somewhere that is cash only they don't have a card machine and they do not like anything other than like hard readies in today's world in especially in a high street situation that is unusual you know for home salons and mobiles maybe it's not so unusual 
but these places operate in plain sight on the high street and cash only on a high street nowadays is unusual especially post covid you know when so many businesses move to card only cash um, is really a difficult place to be nowadays and it does stand out when you can only pay in cash um, offering a walk-in service with no online booking system and no bookings needed that is something obviously that in many of our salons in the UK, there's still a huge number of people that don't offer a booking system and do offer a walk-in service. You know, look at, you know, our barbers, you know, there's loads of barbers that do walk-in, lots of places that do walk-in. But that tied in with several of the other things that are going to come up in a moment. You know, these they're the beginnings of the alarm bells. So young Southeast Asian workers that are usually female and usually Vietnamese. That's not to say no other um, nationality or any other gender can be trafficked because that's obviously not the case, that there's a huge number of different nationalities and genders trafficked. If there are a large number or even just a couple of managers that are Southeast Asian males, um, that again, when you pair that with the large quantity of young female Southeast Asian um, workers, that can be something that would be an alarm bell. Um, if there's no English spoken, or very, very little, these young women are quite often not encouraged to speak to um, any of the clients. And it's a very much head down, get on with it uh, kind of situation. And they may also be moved around so that they perform um, like they may be learning how to do um, acrylic application for example or how to do prep so they'll be moved around and they'll do everybody's prep in the salon and then they'll do everyone's acrylic application in the salon so quite often you'll get multiple workers working on one client I know when I used to go to the salon I um, went to many 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 years ago um, the first time I went I think I had three different people work on me and, and at the time, I, I thought it was a bit peculiar, but I didn't think anything of it. I just thought, you know, it was busy, it was Christmas, and um, and I just thought that that's what the reason was behind it. But, you know, that is, in, our, in most of our situations and most of our salons, as a professional, that isn't normal. You might get someone do the removal, um, maybe, but other than that, you know, generally most places you, you work with one professional and one client at a time. So also looking for poor standards of professional practice and poor standards of hygiene. So are they working safely? Are they working hygienically? Have, have they asked clients to wash their hands? Have they washed their hands? Are they wearing gloves? Are they changing their e-file bits? Are they using um, single-use files? Are they using single-use consumables? All of those things that we take as a standard for our industry quite often are not utilized within these salons where human trafficking and modern slavery um, continues to reign they also as and as a professional as well you know these are things that we would pick up on more so is you know are they using diverted products so are they you know where are they getting their products from what products are they using are they labeled do they have the correct labels are they fake products because that's also been a thing that we know historically you know that there's been a lot of fake branded products that have been um been used in these in in several of the non-standard salons you know you know we all know that um there's been points where you've seen these places and they have um highly reputable brands on their shelves that those brands aren't available unless you evidence your qualifications and so on and so they wouldn't be able to get them through normal sources so all of those things as i say 
when you look at each of those um, items on that list individually, they're unlikely to be a trigger for you to um, report. But if you have at least half of them, it's worth reporting. And I had a really long conversation with the charity Unseen and speaking to um, one of their specialists. And he was advising me, you know, if, they, if, if you're concerned, report it. If you think that there's a possibility, report it. Because they'll just check into it and they'll do a bit of looking into what's going on and how they're working and so on. And it may be that you're wrong and that nothing needs to happen. But it may be that you're right and that you can get freedom for those people that are being held against their will and being forced into a situation that they do not want to be in and are too scared and too frightened to attempt to leave. There have been points um, where slavery in the nail and beauty industry has raised its head in the national or the regional presses and but it doesn't really ever gain much traction and, and it doesn't ever seem to stop the public um, frequenting these premises. There was a piece by Amelia Gentleman in The Guardian back in 2020 and she wrote a really really great piece on the real cost of the £10 manicure and she joined a police raid in Peckham in South London where there were three people arrested on human trafficking charges and four very frightened young people were taken to a council-run reception centre for assistance and help. She writes very correctly that it is easier to associate cannabis farms and brothels with exploitation operating in plain sight now bars seem more improbable fronts for modern slavery and it's very hard to link such an innocuous service with such serious crimes and that quote from her really does you know that's where the problem lies is because it is innocuous you know someone's going to get their nails done how can that possibly um, even touch on human trafficking and modern slavery but it does and the result of these kinds of articles or when there's been documentaries on the TV is that everyone's like sharing it all over Facebook or all over back in the day on Salon Geek or wherever. Everyone shares it and goes, oh my God, like this is so terrible. But then within a couple of days, it's just it is news and we just go back to talking about products and glitter and the poor quality service that they offer, not the important facts that they are actually victims of trafficking. We all know that the public see cheap prices they don't stop to see that they're funding criminal gangs who traffic young people under false pretenses they don't realize that the reason the tech doesn't speak to her is not because she's diligently working it may be because she doesn't speak english or it may be that she's been threatened not to talk to anyone if these clients imagined that their daughter was in that same place they would run a mile but it seems acceptable in today's world to literally use slave labor to get what you want whether it's your nails done every couple of weeks or your brows or whatever it is that's being done super cheap um, or you're getting a hand car wash done on a Sunday morning because you can't be bothered to do your own car washing you know let's face it we all use these services you know there's very few of us that don't benefit from using some of these services where when you look a little bit deeper and you start thinking about the circumstances around how these people may be there, you know, maybe we should all start washing our own cars on a Sunday morning and then we stop the need for those people to be trafficked. Unfortunately, though, there are very few convictions in relation to now bar modern slavery and trafficking, but that doesn't mean it isn't happening. It just means that it's not being reported because like um, the Guardian journalist said, you know, this is innocuous. No one ever thinks that something that awful could be going on behind something that provides such a nice finished result.
Um, and that's why there's a conversation that needs to be had in our industry. We know when it doesn't look right and it's not running as a professional salon would normally run. The nail bars like these are not legitimate businesses. They are not employing professional staff. They're not working to the standards that most of us work to. They are under the radar of most of the authorities. They have been known to use low quality, fake products to be involved in product diversion and more, let alone all of the human trafficking. Anecdotally, there is also a suggestion of fake certificates and a fraudulent use of professional off-quality certification in licensed areas, which then allow them to operate in plain sight with the blessing of perhaps a slightly naive local authority who don't understand that maybe they need to be looking a little bit deeper into some of the salons that are in their area. Really, this is a responsibility that we all hold, every UK citizen holds, to notify the authorities if we believe that human trafficking or modern slavery is occurring anywhere. It doesn't matter whether it's in a nail bar or in the car wash or whether, you know, you've got worries about someone that you see going in and out of a house all the time or maybe there's about 15 people going in and out of a house all the time. That's not normal behaviour um, and not normal living patterns. And so, you know, we all should when we when we see these things we should and if we question them in our heads maybe we just need to start thinking about questioning them with the authorities um, anonymously and confidentially it could be a worker in a nail bar it could be a domestic slave it could be a sexually exploited victim what you should remember is that you won't get in trouble for reporting if it's a genuine concern and it won't be seen as professional jealousy because I think that's quite often what people think is that you can't say anything because people will just think you're trying to stir trouble up for a salon down the road but if there's enough of the markers that I've suggested you know if you're if out of that list if you're hitting 75% um, of that list then there's a potential there to report and you will not be in trouble Unseen's helpline um, you can report anonymously and confidentially and remember that these illicit businesses purport to be the same as somewhere you work or somewhere you own and somewhere that you behave professionally and they bring down the reputation of our industry. They degrade our industry and they degrade what we do as professionals and that is not acceptable. They can be a front for human trafficking as we've discussed money laundering, modern slavery, violence, tax evasion and so much more. And if you consider how far some of these young people have been trafficked, what their families understand of their situation, what the victims understood to make them leave and how their parents, brothers, sisters will feel if they know where they've ended up. If it was your child or your brother or your cousin or whoever, wouldn't you want someone to report their concern? But how do we do something? There are multiple agencies that can intervene and if you're concerned about any nail bar worker then do the right thing and contact your local authority, the National Crime Agency or Unseen, the Modern Slavery Charity. The departments in all local authorities that may assist are Trading Standards, Environmental Health and Planning. All of these departments have rights of entry and so they can demand access to the premises whether that be the domestic or the business premises and they can gain access. Um, and they can do that because of the Health and Safety Act. They can do that under planning because it may be that they don't have the correct planning. They can do that under environmental health for hygiene purposes or housing due to overcrowding. Interventions may relate to working premises and or the accommodation provided by the gangmasters. And so if you see anything that rings alarm bells, then do something about it. 
when you're out on your local high street and you walk past one of those nail bars um, and you're feeling sorry or empathetic for the girls that maybe it's time you did something about it. Start protecting the victims. They may really appreciate your help and getting back to their families. If you suspect modern slavery, you can report online at www.modernslaveryhelpline.org or you can call 08000 121 700. You can also call the police on 101 and in an emergency, always call 999. Don't leave it to someone else. The information you have may save one of their lives. That all sounds like really super dramatic, but um, but it could, you know, some of these young people... They get. They could be in really, really difficult trouble, and um, and if we do the right thing, then maybe we can just help them a little bit, and maybe get them back to their mum and dad. Thank you for listening to Inspiring Salon Professionals. If you've enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe, leave a review, and share with fellow industry professionals that you think may enjoy the show. Links and further information can be found on the show notes or on my website www.suedavies.org. Here you can also find some downloadable free guides that you may find of use. You can also hear from me and join the inspiring Salon Professionals community on my Facebook group. Thanks again and see you next time. Bye for now.